0: Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich
1: Well, good evening. Good evening. What's that? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And tonight we're going to be coming friends with our genitals, right? Because we can. And I just want to welcome all of you and say uh, happy second show of 2018 and welcome to the second week. I was actually reading an article the other day that said that January 7th is like, well, for one, the first Sunday after New Year's is the Number one day where people go to online dating sites and decide that they're going to have relationships. So I thought that was really funny. Um, of all days, it was actually uh, Orthodox Christmas yesterday. For those of you who celebrate my family, we celebrate both because my father is Orthodox and my mother is not. So I've had two Christmases, two New Year's, two Easter's, two this, two that my whole life. How's it get any better than that and more fun, right? Um, Yes, so isn't it a great time to, you know, for those of you who are in the mood for letting go of the old and getting in the new, what a great time of year for that, right? And as we're letting go of the old and welcoming the new, how about if we invite our genitals to be our homing beacons for truth and joy and fun? um. I don't remember when it was, but I know in the last uh, 165 episodes somewhere, I actually did a show about um, your pussy being like super smart and super wise and your pussy having wisdom and follow her. She's like a truth beacon. Um, Somewhere in the last three years, I did that. Uh, And it was a super fun show. This one's similar, but it's going to be a little different because you know what? Um, I realized that a friend of mine who's been coming to me for sessions for like seven years now she said i listen to your shows but there's like 160 of them i don't know how to like where do i start and for people who haven't been listening to them the whole way through where do you start so some of these shows um i've also got new awarenesses so i'm going to probably have some topics that i might have touched on before but now just you know have a different different point of view or more information to share so Today is kind of like one of those days, and Becoming Friends with Your Genitals is actually inspired by the book from Pussy, A Reclamation. So for those of you who haven't heard of this uh, absolutely phenomenal book, my friend Christine McIver, who is also the CEO of Inspired Choices, gifted me this book um, a year ago for Christmas. Maybe it's been two years. No, it's been a year. Um, By Regina Thomas-Hauser. Thomas Hauer, I think I'm saying her name right. She calls herself Mama Gina. And she has something called she's the founder of Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. And and so I actually put this book uh, I read like a chapter a year ago when Christine gave it to me and I was like, Hey, that's cool. I'm gonna put it on my night table along with five other books that I uh read randomly. And lately this book has been yelling at me to give it attention and what i really love about it is like i'll get this awareness and then i'll go read the book and the book is confirming my awarenesses which is so freaking fun um i just really love that it's like uh actually this weekend um the other day i was i, I was uh doing sessions with people and uh there was something that came up for me as an awareness and. Today I'm you know sitting down reading some pussy while before I get on the show, and there she is confirming what I was getting an awareness on. That's very fun. Thank you, Mama Gina, for putting this compilation of amazingness together. Because yes, it is an amazing. As Rhonda says, it's an amazing reference. I think every every woman should have one. And if you you know, and every woman who has a you know female child in their life or Buy it for your children, buy it for you know, buy it for your children because if this, you know, if this book uh isn't in print in twenty five years and it's only available online, it's just a really nice thing to even be able to touch. So a challenge oh, we have somebody on the line by the sounds of it. I can hear them making noises. Um so for those of you who haven't enjoyed um pussy uh in your life, like your own, this is a great book to give you some tools and guidance on that. I'm a huge fan uh, of hers already, and I'm super looking forward to meet her sometime in this lifetime. So, what are we going to talk about today? So, the topic was actually inspired by one of the chapters I was reading about a week ago, um, and and one of the things that she was talking about were the five stages of pussy. And I thought, well, this is fascinating. And what can what do I know about this and what do I have to say about this? So one of the things that Mama Gina says, talks about is that in her experience she says that a woman's reacquaintance with her pussy breaks out into five very distinct stages. And those five distinct stages she talks about is stage one where you have complete and total revulsion. And um actually I'm going to talk to that and speak to that a little bit because I have to say that even though even as a child I masturbated from like the age of 4 and I've said this so many times on this show because I know so many people who haven't or if they have they didn't want to admit it or and if you have children and they are masturbating there's nothing wrong with your children your child has genitals they're curious actually know somebody who thought that they should take their child to the doctor because the doctor picks their nose, uh, because their child picks their nose. I was like, your kid picks their nose because they have a nose and they're curious. And, you know, kids stick their fingers in things. And I thought, geez, if you're driving on the 401, which is the major highway in Toronto, and if you look it up, it's one of the busiest highways in North America, you will find that on any given day, there are multiple adults picking their noses and snacking on it. It is just a freaking fact of what you see. People, not only do they pick their nose, some people snack on it, and people will touch their genitals, guys. This is not a freaking problem. So if your kids are touching their genitals and you think they're a little young for it, and eh, you're incorrect. Babies are pretty much born curious, touching their own genitals, until somebody tells them no or stops them from doing it. So looking at my own life um, and looking at where I went from being um curious about my own body to what what was um you know what was it that started me to have a revulsion towards my own body or even disdain in some ways and lack of trust I actually started to to have a lack of trust with my own genitals, which um created havoc for me it and I lost communication completely with pussy. It was like not going to happen. And I also didn't trust, um, I didn't trust the information I was getting. And a lot of people talk about intuition coming from um, your mind or your whatever. And And I joke about this uh, often in access consciousness. There are three types of the kind of characteristics people talk about head trippers people who think a lot heart trippers and crotch trippers and i definitely identify myself as a crotch tripper in such that i do run my life from my crotch my crotch tells me certain things i follow that um and it's funny because mama Gina talks about how a woman's knowing and her intuition actually resides in her crotch and um for me my my Will actually have a reaction, be like super happy, excited, and have like the contractions, like orgasmic contractions um, uh, and responses and like elevated joy levels in my crotch. Just um, when I actually am aware that something is like really exciting or uh, gonna, you know, make my life more fun and more easy and more uh, just. Like scrumptious, right? So, for me, this is like such a it's a, such a tangible reaction in my body, and that for a while wasn't always the case because, like I said, there was some part of me that departed from that for for a number of years. And where did that start? And when did that, you know? So there's a lot going on there. So what I what I'm wondering for you guys for your own exploration is. If you don't feel a connection to pussy and guys, you know what? This applies to you because so many men have had their testicles literally, um, they've just went, yep, castrate me. They've like given up their testicles in the same way that women have given up their knowing in their pussy. And I'm telling you guys, guys and gals, your genitals know stuff. That's why I didn't name this becoming, um, Becoming friends with your pussy, um I know far too many men who also um who also have lost trust in their knowing and in they've lost trust in their manliness and they've lost trust in their manhood and they've lost trust in the potency and sexiness of their own genitals and that saddens me and actually watching the Golden Globes last night as much as I'm all for. Um, empowerment. I'm also not for bashing. And I felt like, man, watching the Golden Globes last night, there was a bunch of underlying bashing going on that really, really hurt. Like, I was so freaking mad about that. And yeah, hacking, exactly. It was not fun. It was, um, yeah, and I feel like I'm going to vomit talking about it, too. So whoever K hacking is, welcome. And I also feel like I was about to be hacking. So it's really funny that the comments in that chat room match that. The it was sort of um for me watching watching these women who were supporting each other was beautiful, but in so many ways it was also like ripping off men's testicles. And once in a while one of the women on the Golden Globes would say, and thank you, men, blah 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 yeah, I'm not interested in separation. I'm not interested in separating men and women, and I'm not interested in separating men from their testicles or women from their pussies. That's not my game. That's not what I want to play. And what I want to play is the game where we we actually have reverence and we have uh, admiration and we have this sort of, um, oh, what's it, what's the word for it? It's like when we... It it's truly really like an admiration of not only each other's bodies, but each other's qualities, each other's uh, talents and capacities, and how fun is it to actually admire somebody's genitals. So if you have had the experience where you have total revulsion, you might not have had the experience of having your body totally revered um, or admired or somebody just in awe. It's like when back in the day... Back in the day, uh, you know, when you look at different religions in the world, you look at Hinduism, for example, they have temples that are shaped like penises. They have, um, so those would be like Shiva lingams, and they have yonis, and they have rituals based on all of these, uh, the magnificence of genitals and the beauty in the genitals. What I'm wondering is where have we stopped admiring our bodies and where have we created separation as if man and woman are so, sort of separate? The whole hilarity to me about genitals in, in general is that, you know, basically if I got my vagina and flipped it inside out, I would have a penis. And I would I have a really stellar, stellar penis? I'll tell you that much. Um, you know, I know it would be stunning, gorgeous, there would be women and men would line up for it. I know that. And, and it's funny because I can acknowledge that if I had a penis, I would have that. And somewhere in my life I went, but I have a vagina, so I don't have that. And that is where I am interested in changing, um, even though a lot of that has changed for me, uh, that's what I'm interested in changing. So my year, this target for me this year is to be stepping into and thoroughly enjoying the capacities of my body as a sexual healer and to thoroughly be enjoying my knowing that I have about bodies and sensuality and um, enjoyment and pleasure and willingness to receive that. I'm so excited. I'm actually so excited for this upcoming year. I have so many things. Uh, I'm I'm looking at bringing force into the world uh, and I will talk about those a little bit at the end of the show. And if you'd like, you can uh, join my newsletter. I'll be sending something out so you can add yourself to the naughty list, which is, I'm so excited for the naughty list. Um, I just really wanted to have a A bunch of things in place to uh, send out a naughty email super naughty email so um, we're actually going to head to break i'm going to talk more when we come back from break about how to become friends with your genitals
0: after this break to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the pleasure zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
1: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour, and all while lying down, relaxing?
0: This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the US. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613 800 8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make a choice to ask or comment by email at Melissa Now back to the program.
1: Hi, everyone. Oh, welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We're here tonight talking about becoming friends with our genitals. That's ladies and gentlemen, too. You know why? Because so many of us have actually s- sort of decided somewhere along the way that our genitals were not good enough. They were ugly. They were blech. They were gross. They were stinky. They were weird. There were so many things that we could say to our genitals that... You know, if it was uh if it was something we observed, like Dr. Moto's water crystals, we would realize how much freaking shit we're putting into our bodies, you know. It's a wonder that there may be like a rise in genital cancers in ovarian, in uh cervical, in vaginal cancers. We're knocking the crap out of our genitals as if they're so freaking nasty and bad. I'd really like to change that on the planet. That is that is a huge target I have for people to s- stop that. And I have that for me because I've had that, and I had that in my life for so long, and it's really only until fairly recently in my life that I allowed my body to be, and I allowed my genitals to be, um, I guess, yeah, revered and respected and admired and uh seen as a thing of beauty it's this it's like a new thing and um and i could i could see it myself and that is that is really like that for me was a real like like a wow experience it wasn't a one time thing it's something that is like been a practice for me um you know it's it's been interesting so So I went from, so I won't get too much into my story other than in my life. I know that there were times where I was told like my behavior with masturbation, if I was getting caught at a young age was, you know, that what I was doing was wrong. It was, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. Or now you smell or whatever. There was always something. Um, You know, I used to like masturbate with pillows a lot and, I think I would I know I know that my room had a certain different smell about it it smelled like me and when I was a kid I loved that smell I was like hmm smells like me in here uh until the day that my mom actually went and got my pillow and, and my mom's a, a pretty aware woman but for some things she just like had no awareness um so masturbation with pillows was like super fun for me and so My pillows on my bed smelled like my pussy because they did. And so my mom would go like, why does your room stink? And I'm like, and I'm like seven or eight years old at this point, thinking my room smells pretty fucking good to me. I like it actually. And and then I remember my mom grabbing my pillow and going, smell this. And I'm like, I'm smelling it thinking, I like this. She's like, that's disgusting. What the hell are you doing to your pillows? And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. And I got so ashamed. And I felt so dirty and it was like, so guys, if your kids are like masturbating with pillows and they like the smell of it, just freaking let them. <laughs> like, And and we like, we make these things wrong. And, and I get that that was my mom's experience and shit had been put on her for sure. Um, So it's, I am not like placing the blame. It's just that I have an awareness that that is one of the, uh, the, that was one of the places where I started looking at that and going, Oh, that stinks. I thought I thought I liked it, but I was wrong. Because what I like is not that can't be true. Like I gave up my knowing right there. I gave up my knowing, and I gave up some part of what where I connected with pussy. When I was little, I was like that was my superpower for sure, and I was like I would take on the world. I just I was fearless, and what's really cool there's this fearlessness uh you know when when you don't when you don't take away your kids um superpowers with their sensualness it's amazing and in in their sexualness it's amazing what what they will show up as and what they will be um a little girl that a little girl that I was a nanny for she was amazing um one of my favorite stories about her was it's actually a pussy story and she was on the school bus and these kids were teasing the crap out of her. Like, always, always teasing her. One day she just stood up for herself. Um, my daughter punched somebody in the face, which was pretty cool, too. I was quite proud of her because this kid was harassing her for a long time. And he's older. And I was like, we celebrated after that. That was a few weeks ago. Um, but this little girl did not punch anybody in the face. She stood up and then the middle of the bus. Uh, And she's in kindergarten at the time. Stands there proudly and announces in the loudest voice she has. and And the kids are like teasing her and blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, yeah? Well, my mommy has a hairy vagina. And it shocked the shit out of the whole bus. Everybody was silenced. And nobody picked on her again. And I was like, damn, the power of the pussy, man. This kid knew it. This kid embraced it and she utilized it as a weapon, man. And she was awesome. And how many of us don't know that? And, you know, for the longest time after, I was like, oh yeah, my mommy's got a hairy vagina. And I would think about it and I was like, man, that kid's onto something. Like she stopped a bus full of bullies with that one line because that whole energy was so intimidating to those little fuckers who were picking on her. Just freaking love it. So when in doubt, your mummy has a hairy vagina. Well, it's actually a vulva, but she called it her vagina. So we'll just go with that. So cute. So let's move away from everywhere that we've ever been revolted by our our, our genitals in any way or made them wrong or stopped trusting them or stop trusting their knowing because they know everything. Uh, You know, it's funny because we talk about men being guided by their little head, you know, and oh, their little mind is in their pants. Well, guess what? We have a little mind in our pants, too, uh, or under our skirts or in our non-panties that we might choose to wear or not wear. And we've got a littler head with way more nerves going to it than any penis has. So I'm just thinking, like, if... so the nervous system in our body is actually connected to our brain. You know that our brain is part of that nervous system, right? And the funny thing is, is we refer to smart something that sits in our brain. Well, that's sitting in our nervous system. And so by my logic, women have far smarter genitals than any man's genitals. Just kidding. I'm not trying to create separation. But hey, ladies, if men men can listen to the Johnson in their pants, Ladies, can we listen to the Jane in our pants? Because there's something going on there that we've been ignoring for a really long time. There's a lot of information that travels through your nervous system. And with 8,000 nerve endings in your clitoris, there is a lot of information in there. And apparently there's information being called into my home right now. Because everybody loves calling during my show. could tell them for years, guess what? I have a show. doesn't matter. So the so yeah we're going to move away from the revulsion because how do you get over the revulsion so there's some there are some things that you can choose to do and one of them is to start loving it and some people are like yeah well i can't love it if i hate it and that's true so now what that's true for you so now the the trick is and the tool could be that you you can use tools like um like some tools from Access Consciousness, you can pock and pod, that's point of creation, point of destruction, any points of view that you have about your genitals being um, revolting or disgusting. And just look at them and pock and pod all your points of view about that. So, yeah, it's really, it's, it can be really tricky to love what you hate. So, And you can change it. And so the tools to change it Look at all your points of view you have. First of all, find out if they're yours, right? So like with me, I'm aware that those points of view about smell, none of them were mine because I know in my heart and and from childhood, I know that I love, loved the smell of my own body. Loved it, would like relish in it, would like wipe it on my own self. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And so now it's like, hmm, now I get curious about the smell, and so I'm more like in a, in a curious phase, um, and there's not there's not that revolting going on. So, and I moved from that through allowing my genitals to be adored, and then adoring them as well, finding some part of it that I adore, and pock and potting my points of view about all the senses the smells the taste all of that which i did in an episode i think in 2015 in september called um what did i call it fun for one and i did like a guided masturbation and took you through all the the um different uh different things like the different smells and scents and uh, all your sensations of your body to get over your points of view about your body so that you could receive it more fully without any judgment. So that is that show is actually a really great tool um, that you can listen to so that you can start to move away from the feeling revolted or hate or disgust of your genitals. Guys and girls, it'll work for all. So How do we move away from that and move into something even more fun, right? How do we move into curiosity? So Mama Gina calls it um, picking up the mantle of of the scientific researcher. It's where you start to get curious. Um, And you might actually look look at your own genitals without being grossed out, right? What a concept! Um, And I was working on somebody the other day, and I had this awareness that... Um, they had actually rejected their genitals for the majority of their life. And it had created um, what was like lifelong depression. So my question, too, is if you do experience depression in any way, I'm wondering how much of it is depression and how much of it is actually sexual oppression that you've uh, taken on and sexual repression. Mm, there's a little question to ponder while we head to this commercial break. And when we come back, we'll explore more on that.
0: to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? being
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelenic, and tonight we're talking about becoming friends with our genitals. So, the first step was actually to get away from that place of revulsion or not trusting, and the willingness, you know, and the curiosity to start to actually look at it without disgust. So, explore your genitals without feeling disgusted. Mama Gina talks about it at Picking up the mantle of the scientific researcher, so the curiosity, the exploration uh all of those are so so key, and this is like a actually a very natural um uh, sort of ch- um thing way that things transpire uh as I look at it from my own life, this has been a way that things have naturally transpired in my life, so I really like that she's created these stages as I see um I can totally see how they've related to me in my life as well. So the researcher and the curiosity. So as I began to get rid of those points of view that I had about my genitals and I started to like have more fun with them and became more curious, right? And now I can actually look at I can look at my pussy, I can look at another woman's pussy and I could you know, I can smell another woman's pussy, I can lick another woman's pussy if I wanted to and None of that grosses me up, so the funny thing is it's like so I was talking about I was talking to a friend of mine about how um when I was working on someone the other day and my and so I wrote a question on social media Is well what if what if your willingness to be turned on is the greatest gift you can be or gift, and I asked that question because. What was uh, occurring as I realized that so many times my my body um thinks its main target is turn somebody or something on it's got this I've got a point of view or my body's got this experience where it's repeatedly thought its job was to turn things on be a fix it agent because that's what I do I'm trained in body works so I do fix it agent work um and and I had this really cool awareness and I had one of the most fun uh sessions, um, for me, actually, it was fun for me in that I gained so much awareness. Um, So what I became aware of is, and I've had really fun sessions in other ways before, too, but this one in particular was that it gave me a piece of information that I'd been missing. Um, So in that way, I think it was really fun. And the information was that as I was working on uh, this person who has been depressed most of their life my curiosity was what and that question about depression versus repression sexual repression sexual oppression what energies are you holding back because our generative energies um that keep us alive and keep us excited and keep us rocking and rolling and breathing are those um, is sexualness and it keeps us like thriving. Um, so when we start to pull back on that, how much does that create create all that depression and stuff? So and we talked a little bit about that with Dr. Ron on, and an episode that I had with him, Dr. Ron Janer, We talked about anhedonia and the inability to feel p- pleasure. This one, for me, is really about where where we can start to. Acknowledge where we weren't willing to have pleasure or 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 be pleasure seekers. Um, Start to seek it. Start to yeah, be the scientific researcher, pleasure seeker, and and where. So when I was working on this person, I was like asking the question, like, what contribution can I be to this body? So often, that's my my question is what what gift and what contribution can I be to this body? And then I asked that kind of to myself, and then I go from there. And the awareness that I had for this person who'd experienced so-called depression that I was referring to more like repression, uh, was my awareness was, let yourself be turned on. Let your body be turned on. That was like the kind of instructional information I was being gifted. It's like, what if you let yourself be turned on? What if you let yourself just you know, be orgasmic, just do it. What, what would, what would that be like? So I allowed my body to be turned on by their body. Um, And it was funny because I did discuss it with the person after I said, um, you know, just letting you know, this is, this is the energy that was coming up and blah, blah, blah. And the person acknowledged it and they were like, yeah, I sense that. I'm like, cool. Because you get that your body, your body has been longing to feel sexy, and to feel like it can turn other bodies on. And your body can do that. It's that, you know, maybe you haven't chosen the people who are willing to be turned on by you. So I was like, wow, that is a really interesting thing that I'm willing to be. I was really curious. I kind of patted myself on the back for that one. I'm like, wow, that's really cool that I'm actually willing to be turned on by pretty much anybody. Um, and so then I experimented on that with the next person who came in, and it was funny because the next person was a woman, and they, um, and when my body was like asking questions, "What gift can I be?" Like when I asked the question of my body, "What gift can I be to you? What contribution can I be to you with my body?" Um, I didn't get the same response, and I was like, "Okay, well." What if I just get turned on anyway? And that energy was not present. It wasn't there. So it's not something that's like a every single time. I suppose it's like when the body is, is willing to or um, desiring to be received in that way. Um, I thought, wow, that's really cool that I'm willing to do that. <laughs> it was like a kind of like wow moment for me. And so that exploration um, and curiosity can can give so much and it can change so much. So have fun with your research and your questions and your curiosity for sure. Um, and then even becoming more curious, your natural curiosity, um, you know, seeking out all kinds of different ways to, you know, bring out all the things that turn you on, right? things that you might not have known about things that you didn't know about your body maybe maybe you know as much as um you might not have explored your pussy ladies and you might guys not have explored um your we'll just refer to it as the cock as the whole area for now and cock and balls i don't know whatever um so if you haven't explored those in on your on your own body then you know So explore those and what other parts of your body have you not explored. So I highly encourage you to explore your whole body and admire your whole body and have fun with that. And so it was funny because I sent this person off with uh, homework to masturbate. Masturbate in a certain way, actually. It was very particular. Now, it was actually more about masturbation with a smile on. So... For those of you, if you kind of look at this, like how many of you actually smile during sex? How many of you, like copulating, and how many of you smile during masturbation? Um, So what I did learn, and I I had this conversation with Dr. Ron about depression, and he was talking about a a, a fellow doctor that he knows who did research, um, and the research indicated that The people who smiled for 20 minutes, they didn't have to have a reason to smile. It was just a practice of a muscle in their body to smile for 20 minutes uh, without interference and interruption could literally change um, depression to the point where they don't require medication. And the results were huge. I, I don't remember the percentage, but the results were super high and people weren't being depressed. So how much can we add pleasure and smiling to the repertoire of masturbation, where sometimes masturbation is just the key goal. I feel sexually frustrated. I need to let this energy out. Well, what if there if there can be a greater connection to your body with this and smile, guys, I challenge you to smile while masturbating. I don't know if you have um and I'm wondering what that will change. For dopamine levels, for all the different chemical reactions in your body, for joy levels, I wonder if the orgasms will change. So, have fun with that. So, stage four, Mama Gina talks about uh, becoming an aficionado. Well, she particularly calls it becoming a pussy aficionado. So, I'm going to call it becoming a genital aficionado. So, in this way, it's like you literally take pride in all of your body. You... Not yeah, your body, and you'll take pride in your genitals, so you know she's talking about landscaping the, the shape, the potential that comes with having your your genitals, so for women, it's like the potential for having your like how lucky are we to have clitoris clitorises uh you know, when you look at so many places in the world where women have had clitoridectomies, and that's eight thousand nerve endings, uh I just like that turns my stomach. Um so what kindness can we be to bodies? Um that's my main question there. And and also so be friends with your genitals, guys, be friends with your clitoris ladies. They are they are the creators of orgasm. They are the creators of joy. And if we really, truly did start having conversations and becoming friends, just like when you become friends with anything, you start to have conversations with it, um, I would think, in some way. You can't really text your genitals uh, that I'm aware of. Maybe you can. Maybe you can create a little app where every day you have conversations with Pussy. Hi, Pussy. How are you doing? Because people really love you know apps and phones these days. Um, one of... Um, Mama Gina's uh, recommendations actually was to get a pussy puppet. And I'm all for that. Frick, pussies, uh, you know, masturbation, pussy talk, and puppets all in one. Uh, I think they're talking my language there. That's pretty freaking awesome. Have not ordered my pussy puppet yet, but let me tell you, I will be. Because that's just so freaking cool. Uh, Can't believe I don't have one so so we will talk uh so yes becoming that pussy aficionado and so looking at all those places where you actually realize that your genitals have their own life your pussy knows stuff guys your penis knows stuff and it's got wisdom it's got knowing it can lead you in different directions um, are you willing to have fun with it and experiment with that and play with it and see where it takes you? See where it guides you? Maybe it takes you into new jobs, new careers, new relationships, new fun, new money adventures, all kinds of things. Pussy knows your cock knows stuff, you gotta let it know stuff and follow that knowing. Don't cut your knowing off for right? every time you've done that, you might as well have just turned into a eunuch and forget that you've even had genitals that are enjoyable. Right. Yeah. So we're going to head off to a commercial break and when we come back we're going to wrap up all the uh, the other parts of this conversations and becoming friends with our genitals after this break. <laughs>
0: to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelinich, and tonight we are becoming friends with our genitals. A lot of the references I'm using are from Pussy, a Reclamation by Regina Thomas-Hauer. So you can check out her book. She's great. She also has it on audio. So before break, we were talking about stage four, when you become an aficionado of your genitals. So what she says in her book is... um, that you become a pussy aficionado. So from her perspective, I'll just read this. A pussy connoisseur, if you will, she begins to to take great pride in the landscape, the architecture, the potential that comes with owning a clitoral pleasure center such as hers. She realizes that a woman who owns her pussy owns her life. Her relationship to herself changes dramatically. Her confidence soars in ways she could not have imagined or anticipated. And I'm fully aware that also for men who have disconnected from the wisdom of their penis you know um their you, your penis has wisdom too guys and you also have probably disconnected from it in a lot of ways um as in you know you might be also choosing partners that don't work for you or who you know are maybe unkind um not very generous, that sort of thing. Like you might be choosing partners that are not the the most fun for your penis. But you know, if your penis is kind of in the land of, I would just really like to be felt and touched and seen, it might just choose partners that it doesn't like. Um, yeah. So how how about we be friends with all genitals again? And ladies, talk to your talk to your pussy because she knows stuff, and the more you actually allow yourself to trust your your inner knowing and a mama Gina calls it your gps the greater pussy in the sky if the more you trust that uh, you, and then you more you own your own life so how many people have given up their lives literally their whole life um in favor of somebody else because they stop trusting their own their own pussy, their own penis, like their own balls, like guys, I know so many too many men who have uh basically given up their their whole um sensualness, sexualness, their knowing um in favor of their partner, who you know for whatever reason they might go, oh, you just in favor of maybe getting pussy at some point, they gave up their balls in order to try and get some love or some action. You know, guys have just as much stuff going on as women do with this. I just haven't really, if if anybody's aware of a book for men that's like pussy is for women, I'd love to know about it. Um, and I'd love to talk to some men about that too because I know there are an awful lot of men out there who are going through stuff as well. So, Rapture is the fifth stage, which I have a couple minutes to talk about. Rapture. Now, I personally don't feel that I'm living in rapture, so I don't have... I can't speak to it from experience, where I feel like I am kind of waver between stage three and four a lot of the time. And, And rapture, for me, I'm curious about, and that's something that I would like to step more into. It's where... Uh, Mama Gina refers to it as the way Gustave Corbet felt when he painted L'origine du monde, um, and apparently we can look that up, or the way um, Nicolene Thomas felt when she painted The Origin of the Universe. So she, so what Mama Gina says is that, um, that a lot of uh, these people have a sense of awe, in their life after these uh, things they've created, or they connect to the power of being the portal to life itself. Um, And so that, for me, and and the gratitude and astonishment and that feeling of being privileged to have the body and the genitals, particularly, that we have, how lucky are we? And the gratitude, like... I especially after having my daughter became so incredibly grateful that I could birth a being out of my genitals like what an experience and what an intense um phenomenal experience it is to to give to give birth um I gave birth vaginally so my experience was that and um you know I I don't know the experience of women who have had Cesarean, so I don't know um, what there what that would be like because I haven't had that in this life. But uh, for me, it's like having that. That's that is a lot. That is a lot of pressure, and uh, st- that's like that is the biggest thing I've ever had in my pussy. I'll tell you that, and so quite an experience too. So you know there is such power and. Uh, Just, just, I am quite in awe of it in so many ways, actually. Just in awe of the fact that we can create bodies in our bodies. That's just mind-blowing in itself in so many ways. Um, I I get there's science behind it, and it's still freaking mind-blowing. And that we can have uh, these reactions in our body that are orgasmic, that we can either contain to a small area of our genitals, or we can let it flow through our whole bodies and we can have them last for 10 seconds or we can choose to expand them to last for like hours and live in rapture. Like amazing. I—that That is an amazing experience. I don't know how many other creatures on the planet can say that they actually study pleasure the way that we as human beings have that. Or perhaps for them there is not pain in the same way that we have that we have pain with attachment and loss, we don't have that emotional pain where um, maybe animals have like physical reaction to pain, like getting uh, physically hurt or something. But they might not have the same reaction with loss. They might have a uh, some something else. But I don't know that we can attach human human feeling to other creatures uh, so much as they have them. But maybe our language isn't uh, suited to explain their experience, like ours is for us so uh, even though ours is lacking as well but that's a whole other day
0: thank you for choosing to listen to the pleasure zone Melissa Yelinich will return next Monday at 8pm Eastern Time 7pm Central 6pm Mountain and 5pm Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body